What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Biz DeVoe. This is Julie Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. Hey, what's up? This is Brandy. Music and features from a woman's perspective. Intriguing conversation. Espresso. The Mocha Mix. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. Members of the jury, I will now read the verdicts as they will appear in the permanent records of the 4th Judicial District. We, the jury, in the above-entitled matter as to count one, unintentional second-degree murder while committing a felony, find the defendant guilty. We, the jury, in the above-entitled matter as to count two, third-degree murder, perpetrating an eminently dangerous act, find the defendant guilty. Verdict count three. We, the jury, in the above-entitled matter as to count three, second-degree manslaughter, culpable negligence, creating an unreasonable risk, find the defendant guilty. The blackness. It's Cafe Mocha. I'm Lonnie Love, along with Angelique, and the charges are in. Angelique, how are you feeling? I I will be honest. I cried a little. I was surprised. I was surprised that it wasn't a hung jury. I was just, as soon as this trial started, I was like, there's no way they, these people in whatever town, Minnesota, are going to put this cop away. So I was in, I was in tears. They, um, uh, the jury convicted Derek Chauvin of all three charges and he will be sentenced in two months. Um, his bail was revoked. So Woo-hoo. he immediately led in handcuffs to jail. I want to, you know, give a shout out to the attorney general from Minnesota, Keith Ellison, because Keith Ellison is the one that actually decided on the charges. It was a second degree charge. It was a third degree charge. Um, and, you know, there were certain protections and we're going to have April D. Ryan come on and talk about what she knows about those charges and what happened on this day. But for me, you know, I got teary eyed because I feel bad for George Floyd's family and for all of the black people that have suffered at the hands of police violence and to be able to get this you know i remember you know rodney king mm-hmm. I remember, that, remember that verdict i mean we and the crazy thing is back then we were saying the exact same thing oh it's on tape there's mm-hmm. no way they can deny we've been saying for years that police are out of control there it is on tape we just knew that that was going to change something so the fact that this was on tape the only thing that was different about it this time was that so many white people, so many people across the entire world got on the bandwagon with us. But in our heart, we knew that we've seen this a thousand times before. And most of us were expecting the same result that we've gotten a million times before. On the way, we've got April D. Ryan and Roland Martin. Don't move his Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. White House correspondent April D. Ryan. Thank you so much for joining us. It feels pretty historic this weekend. I'll say that. Uh, What did you think, April? They come back 10 hours, 10 hours in the jury booth with this verdict. And we're told no hung jury. It's one way or the other. Um, You know, on two levels, it was the highest of emotions. As a journalist, I was ready for it. But as a black woman, I was like, "Mm." I said, they've not done this before, but "Mm, we'll see. And it was very interesting um, to see. I was sitting there watching and when they said guilty, I shook my head like in disbelief. I was like, really? And then when the first guilty, I shook my head. Second, I said, wow. Third guilty, I was like, this is daggone historic. I, it, I said, this is it. You know, this is the momentum that the Democrats needed to move policing reform along the George Floyd Policing Act along. Right. Um, this is not about qualified immunity. This is about criminal liability. Let's describe and explain what qualified immunity is because that yes. blew my mind. <laughs> Basically, because you're a police officer, you get the benefit of the doubt beyond anybody else. 
But if that young lady had not taped, or if those cameras had not been, those smartphone cameras had not been, um, had not been trained on that situation, it would have just been another brother with a lie next to his death. And and you know. and April, I'm sure you saw this. Everybody saw this. Hopefully by now, that the initial police report said that George Floyd, their statement said a man died, George Floyd, and he had a medical incident, and that's how they reported it. So you know they they nothing about a knee on a neck, nothing about right anything that actually happened. A medical incident. Yeah, the medical incident was broken neck bones and and low oxygen because you had your knee on his neck killing him and your knees on the man's back you know i think back to when we were children and and, and i'm trying to be um journalistically integral with this but as a black woman who is the sister of a black six foot three black man a daughter of a black man um you know a cousin of black men a friend to black men and, and, and black women, because it's not just black men, right? It's us too. Right. I just think about how this man died. You know, we watched him die. And for them to say there was a medical incident, George Floyd was was fine before they pulled him. He said he just gotten over COVID. His breathing was probably already diminished. Okay, I'm not even an attorney, but we know what COVID does to you. Right. He just got over COVID. And then when he said he couldn't breathe, he wasn't joking. He was down. But the thing of it is, how many of these police reports about those who die in custody have been illegally written or, or, or wrongfully written? And that's that's important. That that's important right now that that point that i just made is important because with this george floyd policing act it's going to start keeping data if this is passed into law and the data is important to hold people accountable police departments accountable hold the nation accountable to stop this senseless stuff this isn't new this has been going on for 402 years you say oh 402 years why 402 years no we just started seeing it well, you just started seeing it with your, your smartphones, thanks to Steve Jobs. But we've been talking about this since slavery. The slaves yeah. were talking about this from the patrols, the slave patrols that started in slavery. And then it went to Jim Crow. And then it went to civil rights. And now it's here today. And, you know, you've heard so many stories about when the police come and get you, or if you're on those roads by yourself, or if you're stopped. It's real. This is not just a Grey's Anatomy story. This is real life for Black people. And we saw it with Eric Garner. And this is the lie that happens. If you are in the system or if they want to tell the lie on you, they will perpetrate that. Like you just said, it was about, oh, he had a medical incident. No, the medical incident was caused because you broke his neck and you sat on his lungs. It's like Eric Garner. They lied on Eric Garner. Eric Garner, you know, they knew who Eric Garner was. Police knew who Eric Garner was because they had gotten him before for selling Lucy's loose cigarettes. Right. Eric Garner is the man in New York who died in police, a police chokehold, who said 11 times, I can't breathe. He was not selling Lucy's when they got him when he died. He broke up a fight and he was the one who was there. He was the last one there. Really? Police, yes. I'm this, I'm just hearing this for the first time. Really? You asked me. I'm just hearing I'm just I'm just hearing this for the first time. Well, let me well, that's why you got me on here. <laughs> Eric Garner, God rest his soul. And Gwen Carr, his mother, will tell you the truth. It wasn't about him selling Lucy's. He broke up a fight and he was the last one there, and the police thought he was doing something. You know, as soon as they see you, they say, Oh, you're guilty, so we're gonna get you. He broke up a fight. And that's the problem. They lie on us and make us look like the villain when they're the villain. So the narrative April. has got to change. Yes. Now, April, um, Darnella yeah. Frazier was 17 years old when she took the video um, of the murder of George Floyd. And the murder. 
the murder of George Floyd. Uh, the officer has been convicted, uh, but she is racked with guilt that mm. she did not do Mm-mm-mm. more. How does that feel to be able to say, you know, she's been through trauma and things like that. And as black people, we have been going through trauma. What can we do? I mean, is is this the reason why we're so elated about this conviction? Because we were all feeling the same pressure that Darnella was feeling? We have all been traumatized. It's not just from George Floyd. It's from Freddie Gray, Eric Garner, Michael Brown, um, Walter Scott, Breonna Taylor, Sandra Bland, Emmett Till. You know, let's go even further. Strange fruit hanging from a tree. You know, um, we all have been traumatized, but for that 17-year-old to stand there and, and, and film and watch a man die and she couldn't do anything, and she said some things, that's tra- traumatic. But you know what? If it had not been for her, mm-hmm. there would not be justice. There would not be justice. Um, I think there is a healing that needs to take place. I've been texting with the White House, a very high-ranking White House official and they gave me a little insight as to what happened. Everyone in that White House was glued to the TV like we were, Mm. like all the world. There were tears shed from what I'm hearing in there as well. And that's why uh, President Biden called, uh, President Biden and Vice President Harris did call the family, uh, George Floyd's family, um, as it looked like they were right in the, uh, coming out of the courtroom. Yeah. Right, and the first lady, let's not forget the first lady yes. chimed in on that phone call, but um, they were all watching. And I mean, this high ranking official who happens to be black said that they had tears in their eyes. And, um, you know, even for people who deal with this on a daily basis. I mean, I've talked to former police chiefs and they said, you know, it is unheard of for another police officer to say, this is not what a police officer should be doing. They're breaking that blue wall of silence. It is finally time for this to change. Um, There is a reckoning now with policing in America as it relates to the black community. And the question is, will there be a momentum with this? I mean, you've got others who are involved in this case who their trial is going to happen. You've got Dante Wright just a couple of miles away from the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's coming up in, in a matter of days uh, for, for the officer Potts, who now <laughs> has so much security around her house because of her taser versus gun issue. People are seeing the truth you cannot deny it even pat robinson my goodness yes i saw that pat robinson who says he's pro-policing is even talking about this but think about this think about this you know i got in trouble in the white house during the trump years when the philadelphia eagles did not come to the white house because of all the policing issue and the taking the knee issue and i'll never forget sarah does the press she wouldn't call on me I said, Sarah, does the president realize what taking the knee is? Hmm. You know, he called the um, Colin Kaepernick um, and, and all the others who were taking the knee to, to highlight this deadly police force issue against the community. You know, then President Donald Trump was calling them sons of bitches. Mm-hmm. What a difference a couple of months makes. And then everybody was all rallying around him, you know, and even when he first got into office, he was talking about, oh, don't treat them so nice, rough them up a bit. You know, remember that? And when you put them in the car, don't be so nice. Mm-hmm. Now you got people who are pro-policing like Pat Robinson saying, uh, Pat Robinson, sorry, I'm calling him Robinson. Um, who knows? The, uh, 700 anyway, Club, the, the know, 700 yeah. Club guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he said on the air as he was holding the taser versus the gun, he's pro-police, but this doesn't make sense. He didn't understand the texture, the feel of of a taser versus a gun, even the weight of a taser versus a gun. So at the end of the day, movement is happening. Yes. But how far will it go? 
You've well, got Cory Booker and Tim Scott, Cory Booker, Senator Cory Booker, Democratic, Democrat, uh, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. They are working together on police reform in the Senate. And let's see how far it goes. It's about accountability, punishment, and just putting more measures in to safeguard to stop this from happening. Definitely. And I hope that people realize that it's still important about who you vote for. Because the Minnesota Attorney General is Keith Ellison. Yes. And he is former the congressman. He a former congressman. He is the one that set the charges. And yeah. this would have made or break him. But when we talk about him being a great attorney general versus Breonna Taylor's attorney general, right. who did not give any type of charges. Daniel Cameron. Daniel Cameron. This is who why supports we tell Donald people, Trump, who's a support, who's a Trump supporter. Exactly. But this is why we tell people it's important to understand that voting, even in those midterms for the, the AG, you know, for your judges, this is when it pays off, people. So, so let me, I'm gonna give you a little something as well on this. Listen to this. As you talk about AG. You have Lee Merritt, who's going to make an official announce announcement in May. He is running for the attorney general in the state of Texas. And he's working with, Repu right, he is working with Republicans in the state of Texas to try to push forward with policing reform. And if you don't know who Lee Merritt is, he is the co and support counsel on George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and others in Ahmaud Arbery. Oh, that's that's good. Hear that, oh, honey, Texas? I come with, I come with some news. I come with some news. You hear that, Texas? I'm Abel Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it is a moment where um, you're filled with mixed emotions. It's a moment of yes, finally, but then you're like, it shouldn't have never been this way. Yeah. Exactly. And it's still going on just right now as exactly. we speak. It's exactly. It's still happening. Um, does this verdict change Republicans' minds as this, as this George Floyd Act moves forward, as police reform moves forward? Does this say to them, hey, chill a little? You know? Well, let's see. I'm on my phone right now. I've been waiting for the press release from, from 45. Um, you know who that is. That's, that's what it looks like when it comes up. It says 45. Um, for the press release. I'm waiting for that. So I haven't heard from that 45 meeting in the past, the former most recent former president. I haven't seen a press release from Mitch McConnell as of yet. Hmm. I'm on social. I'm looking in my press uh, in my press uh, releases on my uh, message. Hmm. Let me see Lindsey Graham. I haven't seen that either. Um, hmm. I just don't know. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, for advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. 
With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. April D. Ryan, reporter, White House correspondent for The Grio. We're talking about justice for George Floyd. Now, April, you know, I was, um, as of this taping, I was watching, uh, I watch all the news channels. And of course, Fox News put on Candace Owens. And oh, really? She, yeah. <laughs> and it was not, it was not cute at all. So, um and let's not even say what it was because, you know, sometimes we forget who we are, even after we use the NAACP to help us in right. racist cases. So let's, let's, let's just let it go. Well, April, we are so happy that you were able to join us for this verdict. Uh, well, what do we want to call it, Angie? The verdict after, after conversation, after convo. The after convo, I like that. The after convo. <laughs> the verdict after convo. We know that you're busy. We know that you are are hard and you're working for us. But we appreciate you taking time out to come on the Cafe Mocha and give us all the latest details. We really appreciate you, sis. You're welcome anytime. And look, and you got some news, didn't you? You got some news. I did. Right? Yes. Nice. Thank you, April. I appreciate it. I always look, I always aim to please. So make sure you say April Ryan did that. Okay. <laughs> April Ryan did Ryan. that. All right, April Danielle Ryan. <laughs> All right. <guys. laughs> Bye, Sarah. Bye, Sora. Love you guys. Thanks. Be well, guys. This this is an evening of triumph, but it, it still hurts, you know? Yeah. That man should not be dead. Our our work is not done. Not at all. We still got the fight until we have to die. Was it holding up the blood stain? But we got to hold it up until yep. we die. Yes, we are so in the army. <laughs> we got to fight all the we'll Let you sing tonight. I'll <laughs> we'll let you sing tonight, April. Okay. Bye. See you guys. Bye. 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 It's Cafe Moco. We are talking about the historic Derek Chauvin uh, verdict. Joining us now is Roland Martin from Roland Martin Unfiltered. Uh, Roland, 10 hours. 10 hours. That's all it took. When, when you heard that they were back with a verdict, did you know that it was going to be guilty? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you look at other cases like this, uh, there are examples that exist all over. When you look at Jason Van Dyke, the officer in Chicago who was uh, convicted of killing, um, convicted of killing uh, Laquan McDonald, typically what happens is involving these police officers, if it starts going to 20, 22 hours, 25 hours, if it starts going over multiple days, it means they're struggling. Uh, and, and even when you say 10 hours, it really wasn't even that much because uh, you remember the closing arguments um, went almost until 5 p.m. on Monday. So the jury really only convened for, let's say, an hour, hour and a half on Monday. Uh, and then they came back uh, on Tuesday. Uh, and uh, we've seen this in other cases. We fully expected uh, them to come back with a, um, I expected them to come up with a guilty verdict because they didn't spend that much time really deliberating. Their minds were really made up. Roland, let's talk about this as a whole. What does this mean? And especially with you being a black man, how would, how did you how were you personally feeling? And what does this mean overall for our culture? Well, I actually separate. Look, I've been covering news for a very long time. So when you're in a news mode, you really remove your emotions. You remove all of that uh, from your reaction to this. Um, there was a sigh of relief, obviously. Um, because um, the, re the, count the reaction had he been found not guilty would have been devastating. Folks would have been beyond pissed. There would have been significant issues. Uh, I'm here, I'm in Washington, D.C. Uh, my office is literally at the corner of 16th and K, which is where Black Lives Matter Plaza is. The police have blocked that off for a two-block radius. They couldn't park in front of my building. 
uh, in Chicago. The Illinois governor put the National Guard on notice as a request for Chicago Mayor Louis Lightfoot. Other cities across the country had police on notice. That's how America had prepared for the worst. Uh, we have to keep in mind that this is one decision. We got to realize, literally as the decision was coming down, cops killed a 15-year-old Black girl in Columbus, Ohio. So here we are mm -hmm. talking about George Floyd and talking about Derek Chauvin being found guilty, laid out of the courtroom in handcuffs, but you still had the cop who killed Dante, uh, Dante uh, right there in, um, uh, in uh, Brooklyn Center uh, in Minnesota. Tonight, Columbus, Ohio. So here we are tomorrow, not even tomorrow, I'm shifting from going right from Derek Chauvin to texting Congresswoman Joyce Beatty, represents Columbus, Ohio, about a 15-year-old black girl with a family called the cops because other girls were fighting in their front home and that 15-year-old girl is dead. So it doesn't end. We're still dealing with two Democratic senators not wanting to fight the fight the filibuster, that one in the filibuster. So the George Floyd Justice Act not gonna get passed unless they relent. You have to connect this also with voting. Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida signs this so-called anti-riding bill that is so devastating. Let me tell you what it does. It prevents cities from making their own decisions on how they spend money allocated to the police. So they're taking local control away. So you have to connect policing, this Derek Chauvin verdict, with voting, with Republicans, voter suppression in numerous states. All these things are intertwined because the people who are opposing us, how many Republicans have you seen offer words of condolences uh, for the, uh, the verdict? None. McConnell? No. McCarthy? No. Lindsey Graham? No. None of these people. So here's gonna be the outgrowth of this decision. We are about to deal with Republicans who are going to likely pass more bills to fortify police as a result of this. In Maryland, just a week or two ago, they overrode the veto of the Republican governor, Larry Hogan, to get that got rid of the, uh, the, the uh, law enforcement bill of rights. He vetoed the bill. Luckily, the Democratic legislature overrode his veto. So even though this, so this is one case, one glimmer of hope that things are changing. And thank God you had a black attorney general in Keith Ellison, who was a Democrat progressive. That's a whole lot different. And so this is why you need black folks to realize everybody who's your skin ain't your kin. Mm. This is a whole lot different from the Republican black attorney general in Kentucky and the Breonna Taylor case. Right. Daniel Cameron. So all of these things, the this case and voter suppression and criminal justice reform and George Floyd Justice Act and HR1 and the John Lewis Act, all of things work together because if we didn't vote, Ellis is not attorney general. Because remember, mm -hmm. the district attorney in Hennepin County, he actually bought the initial story of the cops. Remember, he was not going to charge him with second degree. That was in, reinstated by Keith Ellison's uh, pr prosecutors. See, we forget those things. That's why Keith Ellison took over the case, because the local DA was not going to be as aggressive in prosecuting these cases. Oh. See, we got to connect the dots to people to understand voting, voting in. Praise the Lord. She's, she just got sworn in uh, on Tuesday to Charlotte Jones, the mayor of St. Louis, who hires a new public safety director, black mayor, public safety director, black district attorney in the city, Kim Gartner, black county attorney, Wesley Bell, now how voting impacts. And so all these things are interrelated. And so it's a sigh of relief, but tomorrow we back to work. Mm. We got more work to do. We back to work. So you're saying that they're not going to, that the filibuster will continue, that we're not going to get uh, any Republicans on board for police reform? Oh, no, 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 boo, 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 boo. Let's be real clear. <laughs> it's not even we're going to get any Republicans. You need 10. Just 10. Not just 10. <laughs> you can't find me five. Right. 
So the problem is our only hope of passing the George Floyd Justice Act and H.R. 1 and the John Lewis bill, we got to put maximum pressure on Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin. They got to feel that heat every day. We got to blow those phone lines up every day. Every time they have a public town hall or they're somewhere, they got to be met by people. Pressure, pressure, pressure. I need everybody listening to understand the Civil Rights Act was passed in 1964. The Voting Rights Act was passed in 1965. The Fair Housing Act didn't get passed for three more years. Southern Dixiecrats and moderate Republicans blocked it because they didn't want black folks living in their neighborhoods. Southern Dixiecrats joined with them. It was Republican Senator Edward Brooke from Massachusetts who successfully broke the Senate filibuster in February of 1968, but King got assassinated on April 4th, 1968. On April 5th, President Johnson sent a letter to the House saying, let's honor the life of Dr. King by passing this bill. It was signed into law nine days later. That was a three-year fight to get the Fair Housing Act. One of the original authors, Vice President Walter Mondale, who just died. Mm. So I need our folk to understand that there's a sigh of relief today with the Derek Chauvin decision, but it's some other cases we got to deal with. It's some other things. And so the work continues. And so we got to put constant pressure. We got to break cinema, break mansion, because if they maintain their position, and Manchin has said, under no circumstance will he get rid of the filibuster, well, we got to put the pressure on his ass to make him feel a one of these circumstances has to happen. Otherwise, it's not going to get done. And here's the deal. Democrats have a slight majority. They hold 222 seats in the House. Congressman Alcee Hastings died. So until the special election, there's now 221. The majority is only 218. Republicans right now are looking to gerrymander seats in Florida and Texas. That alone could cause it to lose the House in uh, 20 after the 2022 election. And if they don't have some act right, they could very well lose the Senate because it's 50-50. So explain quickly the filibuster and what that will do in not helping to pass this law. The filibuster is a simple rule that the Senate has adopted that says you need to have 60 votes to pass legislation. Okay, that's the filibuster. Democrats are loath to get rid of it because, oh, what happens when we're no longer uh, in power? They may not use the filibuster. Well, hell, Mitch McConnell's already showed you he don't give a damn about the filibuster when he pushed through the Supreme Court justice. So they will use it to their advantage. And so it's, oh, no, we got to respect the rules. Well, no, how about you respect the law? And so that's why. So they have this unwillingness. Manchin keeps saying we got to achieve bipartisanship. This is what I keep saying. Fine, Joe. Go find me 10 Republicans. Holler back at me when you got them. Go find me 10. Fine. Romney, Murkowski, Collins, Pat Toomey out of Pennsylvania. That's four. Go find me six more. Since you all are Mr. Bipartisanship, please, Joe Manchin, go do the heavy lifting and find me 10 more. They ain't there. The Republican Party is not going to support voter expansion because they want to win by cheating. And when you actually shrink the voting population or the voting numbers, they stand a better chance of winning. Numbers don't lie. Expand the electorate, Democrats win. Republicans have actually said it. So they want to keep the filibuster. And so the threat is, don't y'all mess with the filibuster because if we get power, we gonna ramrod everything through. Well, hell, they gonna ramrod everything through anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what you got to lose? So Manchin and Cinema, by saying they will not vote to get rid of the filibuster, y'all are potentially putting yourself in the minority in, after 2022. Mm. Which one you prefer, being in power or out of power? Take your pick. Mm. You said that we need to keep pressure on the two senators. So should we call, should we email? Tell us what to do, Roland. Every single day. Call Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema's office every single day. Call their DC office and call their offices in Arizona and West Virginia. If you got some folk you know in West Virginia, have them call as well. It has to be maximum pressure. I have said that voting rights organizations, civil rights groups should be planning a mass demonstration 
for the nation's capital this fall for this very reason. And I said, don't do it on a Saturday when ain't nobody in DC. Do it when they're working, Tuesday through Thursday. And then what you do is have your mass demonstration in the morning. And then what you do is you send 10,000, 20,000 people into the halls of Congress to go meet with all 435 House members and all 100 uh, Senate members. Clog the hallways, put that pressure on them. Then what you do is then you organize your groups. Then you say, Alphas, we need y'all dropping 1,000 uh, next Tuesday. Deltas, we need y'all dropping 1,000 next Wednesday. Omegas, y'all gonna drop 1,000 next Thursday. The following week, Kojic, we need y'all dropping a thousand on Tuesday. AME, we need y'all dropping a thousand on Wednesday. Uh, UMC, dropping a thousand uh, on Thursday. And then the following week, we need the Lynx, we need the Boule, we need the Masons, we need the Eastern Star, we need these white folks out here. It has to be this, they got to see wave after wave after wave after wave. They got to feel that level of pressure. They got to feel it and see it every single day in order to get understand y'all gonna pass these bills or we gonna come every single day that's how it has to happen otherwise we are risking them keeping status quo bills dying in the house never get passed in the senate what and so here's what happened new congress gonna comes in at the 2022 election democrats could very well lose the house that now means you got to pass a whole new bill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Republicans got control. They ain't going to pass the George Floyd Justice Act. They're not going to pass the John Lewis Act. They damn sure not going to pass H.R. 1. This is the only shot you take. You do it now when you have power. That's why Cinema and Mansion got to feel that heat. Can you, um, Roland, tell us uh, what are those bills exactly a little bit? The George Floyd Justice Act speaks to addressing police reform in the United States. That's the George Floyd Justice Act. H.R. 1 deals with um, uh, putting in procedures when it comes to protecting the right to vote. Elections are controlled by states, but the Congress can pass voting laws because their races, the presidential race, U.S. Senate races and congressional races are considered federal elections. So they can pass laws, automatic voter registration. Montana, the Republicans got control of the Montana legislature for the first time in 20 years. First thing they did, got rid of automatic same day registration and they got rid of, and they put it in place even more voter ID. So the federal folks could actually pass a federal law mandating drop boxes. So the federal, the federal voting law in many ways could supersede a lot of what these Republicans are passing on the state level. That is what has to happen. Okay. And there was one more. The John Lewis, the John Lewis Act, which is tied to HR1. Both of those are voter bills. Got it. Oof. Rolling. <sighs> Look, I need everybody listening. There's nothing black people have ever gotten in America that we ain't had to fight for. Mm. We never got nothing in America just because. So I need this generation of black folks to understand that guess what? It's our time. The previous folk, they did the fight. Last year we lost Joseph Lowry, C.T. Vivian, John Lewis. The year before that we lost Juanita Abernathy. Uh, we're losing our civil rights veterans. Well, guess what? They put the work in. Guess what? It's batter up. It's our time. I'm 52. Guess what? My niece sitting over there, she's 17. It's going to be her damn job when she turned 18. Every generation, you got to put, you got to punch that clock and go to work. Mm. Roland Martin of Roland Martin Unfiltered. We at Cafe Mocha appreciate you dropping knowledge and doing it in a timely manner. We know that you're busy um, with your digital show, but we really appreciate this information because our listeners need it. And we knew that you were the person that could break it down and explain it to us. We always appreciate you, Roland. Appreciate it. Let's go get it. Batter up. Batter up. Thanks, Roland. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> it's Cafe Mocha, Lonnie Love. Yo, yo, Angelique. Ladies, no. I, I got to talk about something that I love.
the versus. Yeah. Woo! The last <laughs> versus that we had. It was Earth winning five versus the Isley brothers. It was one for the ages. Did you ladies get wow. to see it? I'm horrible. I didn't even get a chance to see it. Oh, yeah. Angie, <laughs> you didn't see it either? Not yet. I'm sorry. Oh my, t- but tell me about it. Okay, it was really nice. D uh, D Nice was the DJ. So he was the one that actually played the songs. Um, you had b- both um, Ron Isley and Ernie Isley, his brother. And then you had um, Earth, Wind & Fire. You had Verdine White and you had Philip Bailey. And um, then you had Steve Harvey. Host. And then you had Steve Harvey, huh? <laughs> Steve Harvey was you know because the verses is like it's supposed to be 20 songs Uh so the first 10 songs it felt like it was 20 songs because steve was saying these long stories right because he you know man we did and we was like steve just play the music and then and the nice thing about verses is that while you're on instagram you can you know be in the chat so i was doing jokes in the chat along with spice adams and tony baker so we tend to hype up the crowd and doing and we were like why is steve talking with these long stories and man so it was it was hilarious so by you know they read the the the, the comments and so uh-huh. steve pushed down the stories and i just want to say that these the Izzy brothers they made twist and shout which was um covered by the beatles they've been doing hits since the 50s 50s. wow and nobody like them and then earth wind and fire they've Mm. been doing hits since the 70s but everything hit 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 it was hit after hit you know, from, um, you know, Shining Star, then Reasons, then you had It's Your Thing, then you had Sexuality Part 1 and 2. It was just phenomenal. If you were a music history buff, a music person, this was something that everybody could listen to. This was one of the, this was, I would say this one and the Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle was some of the best because it was it's actual music mm. i don't mind the rappers you know no disrespect to them but like with the gucci and the gucci main and and jeezy right. that stuff it's like it's so limited because it's it's like a space that is yeah. not as powerful but this one oh mm-hmm. oh and ron were isley you up, you have up? y'all seen the pictures of ron isley no with did the, he look good girl he got this full salt it's all gray. It's snow white. <laughs> he was in full zaddy mode. Full zaddy mode. Had on a black and gray fur coat all the way down. Had his damn hat. And then, then this was the thing. And at halftime, he went and changed into a gold and black. Looked like he got it from Joanne's Fabrics. Because it looked like right. he go hurting. <laughs> but when I tell you... That man had all the women, like he is 79 years old. Wow. And I opened for the Isleys in 2019 for their, their two, because they steered tour. Ron Isley is the truth. He still sings. What? He still gets down. It's Lonnie, great. which song had you getting up out of your seat and really just... Everyone, you know, that's the thing, because they all have so many hits. Yeah. I'm getting up on every one. Wow. Well, you know, you hit it with reasons. Then you turn around, it's your thing. Then it's like um, uh, Sun Goddess. You know, then it was like, and so it really wasn't even a battle. It was more of a celebration. And that Mm. is what the verses, this is the thing, Timbaland and Swiss Beats um, are the people that just started this. And this started on Instagram. And I understand they're trying to monetize it. And I get that because now they're trying to like, maybe look at some white acts and, you know, and black Twitter is like, no, you're not doing that. But they're going to have to (laughs) They're going to have to try to monetize it. You know what I mean? So, you know, they have to, you know, spread it out and go, maybe go international, things like that. But it was just a great, great night for the players. They look, Steve Harvey, Earth for the players. Fire, and it looked like some retired, retired pimps. That's what they look like sitting up there. But it was great. It was great. We had a good time and you could tell we had a good time because I keep talking about it. So if you can go back and look I will. at it, yeah, go yeah. back. 
Yeah, my phone was buzzing. My phone was buzzing. Like, are you watching this? Are you watching mm -hmm. it? However, I was at my mom's house telling her, let's watch verses. She said, honey, I don't have none of that here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I was telling everybody, hook your mama up. Get, you know, give her your phone and let her look at it on IG. You know what I mean? And it was just, it was just a really great event. But this is the kind of stuff that we, you know, once you start trying to put studios, you know how it is, yo, yo, yeah. you know, you say this is a great idea online. Well, let's, you know, like BET or somebody, they could put it on so that the, like when it's older artists, I think they should find a way to put it on television. And you know what I love about it, Lonnie? I love the fact that it's the, it's not in a long time have we had our legendary artists have this type of recognition mm -hmm. and it, it's such a blend which I, I think is so necessary you know because mm -hmm. we watch all of these award shows like you were saying no disrespect to anybody else but at the end of the day come on you oh, know man. where's the teachers where are the leaders of this school so you, it's a lot of respect I, I have to go back and we check got it out too many black uh, uh channels right now we got we got revolt we got tv one we got bet you got aspire you got all these um byron allen got five of them. well 12 12. Lonnie, maybe you can Somebody. do Lonnie, maybe you can do comedy. Maybe you can do something like that with comedy because we have so many legendary comedians that still doesn't get the shine. I, well, we got to do something. So I'm, I love I'm that. gonna, you know, I opened up my um um my production company, True Love Incorporated. And so I'm I'm looking for projects and things to start working with these studios because we have to, you know, we have to do it. But definitely can, if you can check out verses and they're past verses too. So if you can go on IG, you can also go on Apple Music. And right now this is the second season. So it's on um, a new app called Thriller. You will not be disappointed. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Obama, and I wanted to let you know that Barack and I couldn't be more thrilled that we got our COVID-19 vaccine. This is a deadly disease, and we know the vaccine will protect us from getting really sick. It's how we'll start getting back to seeing friends and family and doing all those things we love again. So I hope you'll join me, Barack, and millions of others around the country and get your vaccine as soon as it's available to you. It's safe, it's free, and it could save your life or the life of someone you love. To learn more, just go to cdc.gov coronavirus. I know it's been a long, hard year, but we can beat back this pandemic. With your help, we can do this. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Men with strength, wisdom, assertive, and genuine in their spirit. It's the Cafe Mocha Swag Awards. Hosted by Rashawn McDonald. Thank you, ladies. It's Rashawn McDonald for Money Making Conversations. This week's Swag Award winner is the nation's top financial motivator, Ash Cash. He uses a culturally responsive approach in teaching financial literacy, wealth building, and entrepreneurship. I would tell anybody who has this dream, don't share your dream with somebody who has not lived your dream or has experienced your dream or is experiencing it because they're coming from a space of they don't have the knowledge, right? And so if you're looking to, to have a successful relationship, you can't talk to somebody who's never been in a relationship and get relationship advice from them. If you're looking for money advice, you can't talk to somebody who doesn't have money experience. Like, you have to have money-making conversations with people <laughs> who know how to make money, been around money, who understand money. So that way, that that advice is, is coming from a, a place of where you want to be or where you want to go. If you want to hear this full interview and more, Visit MoneyMakingConversation.com. Keep winning. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the espresso. Reverend Al Sharpton, after Derek Chauvin, was convicted of murdering George Floyd. We don't find pleasure in this. We don't celebrate a man going to jail. We would have rather George be alive. Amen. Essence Magazine held the 14th annual Women in Black Hollywood. The legendary Whoopi Goldberg, you know, the only black woman we got, just a, a history and legacy of breaking down doors, 
for black women uh, in television and film. So we are beyond uh, just honored to be able to honor her. Women in Black Hollywood honor Whoopi Goldberg and a bunch of amazing women. Stream it at Essence.com. And Forrest Whitaker is back as the Black Don, Bumpy Johnson, and Godfather of Harlem. He is able to do something that's never happened before, is to try to bring all the Black Dons of, of the country together, to like work all together, to be able to be more successful. Check out the Godfather of Harlem Sunday nights on the Epics channel. That's the Espresso. If you want to hear any part of this conversation and all the stuff that you missed during the commercial breaks, just go to CafeMochaRadio.com, click on the podcast to hear the full discussion. Until next time, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.